Welcome to the Mace Abroad Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Kevin Rose about his teaching abroad experience. A strong desire for or impulse to travel and explore the world. This describes Kevin and wanderlust, which is really what drove him to teach abroad. Kevin's previous job in healthcare really didn't allow him to travel and experience the world the way he wanted to. Sometimes when you want something, it ends up appearing in your life in a miraculous way. While on a trip to Spain, Kevin ran into some girls from Alabama, started chatting about life, and during the conversation, teaching abroad came up as a possible route for him to explore. That's when things started to change. Kevin decided to gather up his savings, get his TEFL certification, and do what he needed to in order to become an English teacher abroad in Madrid, Spain. Today, your goal is to take something out of this conversation that will help you begin your life abroad. So if you're ready, let's go. Life is pretty good. I think Spain is one of the best countries out there as far as being able to come in and travel through. And there's a lot of rich history. Madrid itself is a beautiful city. And yeah, for the most part, it's pretty good. Awesome. One of my friends, when I was teaching in Denver, he was it. He was teaching abroad from Spain in Denver. So he's told me a lot about Spanish culture. But uh, first, we're going to talk about some questions about traveling. So since you started teaching abroad, where have you traveled and what have you been able to experience? Mostly I've traveled here within Spain. So I've been to Valencia. I have did a little, actually a work slash travel trip I did outside of Segovia, which is about an hour outside of Madrid. Okay. And I was there for about a week in this really small village. And yeah, I'm looking more forward to the summer getting out and getting to more places because I think more people are going to be on vacations. So it's going to allow you to to manage my schedule a lot better. Yeah. Is your work schedule, your, your teaching schedule, do you have summers off? So I don't work for an actual school. Okay. like most people do. Sure. Coming into this, I've learned now that there are so many options for teaching that are, that are out there. It's mind-boggling, and it's mostly about just trying to find what works best for you. So I do have a lot of pe- friends that are here that I met through my TEFL course who are actually working at uh, different academies and schools, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of other of us who are working through agencies and doing, you know, working, teaching one-on-one, going to people's homes, and doing conversation classes, helping high school kids with, you know, their homework and things like that. So my schedule kind of changes throughout the week, and it's a little different than, every, like, say, an, an actual, like, set-up schedule for Monday through Friday. Right, and that's great for a lot of people to know that when I mention teaching abroad, it's not just what you would typically think of in, from what of my experience, the United States, where you're teaching Monday through Friday, and you have... You know, you have classes, you're in there, and then you have a summer break. There are so many other teaching opportunities, as you said, that I think a lot of people don't know about. So Yes. Yeah. And I think that's also important, too, because I think some people come into it thinking that it is the traditional way, and they don't know that it's not necessarily that way. 
And when they get here, sometimes I think they're disappointed mm-hmm. and they have a hard time maybe adjusting to that. So I think if you know in advance that, that it's not necessarily going to be the traditional way that we, are, we grew up with in the States and you have an open mind to things, I think you'll be a lot more able to transition. Perfect. And so you said that you've mostly traveled within Spain since you started teaching, yes. uh, teaching there, but you've also told me before that you've traveled, you've been to around 14 countries, right? Yes. So from a lot of your travel experiences, what would be a top travel tip that you would give uh, some people looking to make this transition? The biggest thing I tell people is just have an open mind always. I think especially when you are traveling for the first time leaving the States, sometimes I think the the mindset is that everything's going to be just like it is in the States. I don't know why people think that. I mean, I think I did that yeah. for the very first time as well. But you have to really just have an open mind and be open to to learning what the culture is and, and what the, the different foods and the timing and, for example, coming here to Spain, like in the middle of the day, banks and things close around two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes, like major restaurants and things, you don't necessarily are open during the day. So you have to get used to going to, to smaller cafes and tapas bars and getting lunch and things like that during the day. So it's just a matter of not having a set schedule, being adaptable and just being open to change. Yeah. And that's one of the things I had to adjust to as well the timing that you mentioned, things move a lot slower here in Honduras than they do in the United States where yes. it's like, <laughs> if I don't get my food within the next five minutes, I'm going to freak out over here or yeah. you know, even yeah. get, getting your food or like even bringing the receipts. It's just a different pace. Yes. Um, and the same thing here in Spain. And even though a lot of the Spaniards consider like Madrid to be way more fast paced than say the rest of Spain. Mm-hmm. But I moved here from New York. So um Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. So for me I'm just like, calm down, you know, there's no rush. You're not going anywhere. Not, <laughs> you're not in a hurry. Like just relax. And I am um, I think the difference is, is like in terms of like eating and going out to dinner and to lunch, um meals here are looked at opportunities not just to get food, but they're looked at as opportunities to spend time with your friends, spend time mm-hmm. with your family. So it's kind of an event. Yes. So they can sit for hours for lunch. They can sit for hours for dinner, and they're not in a hurry. Wow. So I, here where I'm at, I hang out with a lot of, a lot of expats. And mm-hmm. even if we're sitting, you know, all sitting at a, at a dinner or a lunch, we, we want to enjoy each other's company. But also we're still stuck in that, that frame of, you know, time we we have something else to do whether it be get home and sit on the couch to watch tv or <laughs> you know, uh, we're all still in that in that mindset but i think gradually you start adapting to the culture uh which yes i have in my in my stay so okay great so open-mindedness is as you mentioned one of the essential uh, essential attributes to being successful what other lifestyle changes have you had to adjust to so I moved here officially to teach um, in November, Okay. but I've been taking vacations in Spain, and I had previous jobs in the past that I've traveled here for work since 2007. And okay. so I've been in Madrid, I've been in Barcelona, and I've been in all throughout different other cities. And so I was already pretty familiar with how the culture w- works here, mm-hmm. but it's still that's it's a difference between being on vacation and actually living. Yes. 
And and certain things when you're just like, oh, that's so nice, you know, you're on vacation, oh, that's, that's how they are. Mm-hmm. But then when you live it, sometimes you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me, again, I think it's just is just relaxing, learning to slow down, mm-hmm. because um, yeah, people don't move very fast here. Yeah, even on the even on the sidewalks when you're walking, people just you know they're. They kind of tend to be in their own little bubble as far as, like, they're having conversations and not really aware of what's behind them or around them or if you need to get by them. And they're always genuinely shocked when you're like, excuse me. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were there. (laughs) And then you go around. Yeah. So getting used to that, I think, is one of the things is just learning to to relax and tell myself, like, calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we get into the next topic, what do you wish you would have known? about this transition to teaching and actually living abroad? I think I wish I would have known um, a little more about just the different types of teaching jobs that are out there and how they work and how the pay is concerned. And sometimes I think, especially with a lot of the TEFL courses that are out here, sometimes, you know, they try... Because they're a business and they yeah. want you to go through them, and and so they gotta they have to have hype and they have to have these things. And even though in my mind, I because I'm 44, so I you know I've been through enough things to know that nothing that anyone says in print is promised. Mm-hmm. However, I think I would have liked to have known how much energy you're going to put into finding jobs and and into um, acquiring students and. I guess kind of the hustle, which mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to hustle, but like mm-hmm. I think if you know going into it, then you kind of like, okay, I'm ready to hit the ground. And I wish I'd know more of that in yeah. advance. Definitely. So even though the pace is a little bit slower uh, in Spain, you're still going to have to have that hustle to uh, actually acquire different jobs. And yes. also it would help to know the wide range of jobs and the pay skills. So I, I totally get that. So I think that goes a lot into people when they're trying to make this transition. That's important to do your research in many different yes. ways. Yes. All right. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break here. After this, we're going to get into skills and experience. We're going to talk about what a typical workday is like. And then we're going to talk about money. I'm Ace Abroad. We'll be right back. Kevin, what made you want to teach internationally? I won't say that I initially was like, I want to be a teacher abroad. I think I've always had a dream, a long, long dream of living abroad and having that experience. But as I've gotten older, I kind of was thinking that maybe that 
wouldn't happen anytime, you know, mm-hmm. and what the opportunities were out there for. And believe it or not, it wasn't only until a few years ago that I even even considered teaching English abroad. Like I, I never even crossed my mind mm-hmm. until I ran across these three young ladies from, from Alabama who were here about to, to start their auxiliary program, which is basically a teaching assistant for a year that the Spain government pays for. And I was like, what? That's a thing? And um, then I kind of looked into it and started realizing that there's a lot of the opportunities that are out there. There are different types of opportunities to become certified and to teach, mm-hmm. that you don't have to be an actual teacher already. And more importantly for me, my educational background is I have an associate's of science degree. Mm-hmm. So I went to school for two years to do what I did in the hospital, but I didn't have a bachelor's. And so that yeah. always was one of the things that in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, but they're not going to take me because I don't have a bachelor's. Totally. But then you do enough research and you get out there and you start meeting other people and you realize that that's not the case. And mm-hmm. so basically I tell anybody out there, if you don't have a bachelor's but you something you want to do, don't let that stop you. You know, Do your research and talk to people and you'll find that there are a lot of opportunities out there for you to do it. Yeah, that's excellent information. And I think it's a common misconception that a lot of people have is that you need to have your degree in teaching or you, know, you need to have previous teaching experience to do this. But Correct. Yeah, there's certain teaching jobs where you need it, but there's others yes. where if you're looking to go abroad and it really get an experience that you can't get in the states, then you you know there are opportunities. Don't let the education be a hindrance to going forward and, and checking it out. That's awesome. Correct. And how did you get your current job? Research and word of mouth. My TEFL program that I go through has a job board, so. You sign up for it, and they have a big reputation here in in Madrid. And so different companies, different academies, different schools will send them job openings that they're looking for. And then also people who are just looking to, you know, on their own will sometimes contact them and say, hey, I'm looking for teens or I'm looking for somebody to come, you know, speak with them an hour in the afternoon for once a week and things like that. So, um, And there's also a website here in Spain called Tus Clases Particulares. And it's basically for people who are looking to teach English and find their own students. And so usually they're adults. And so you put a profile up and you put all this information on and then you choose how much you want to charge. And then people will go on and send you emails saying, hi, I saw your ad and I'm looking particularly for an American to, to have conversations with and to help me improve my English. And so I have a wide range of students through that arena. I've gotten students from the job board. And then there are a couple agencies. They call themselves academies, but they're really like agencies that also do the same thing. So, yeah, there's been a lot of ways to to do it. (laughs) Yeah, so there are are many ways to get it done, many ways to still teach abroad and get those advantages uh, of being abroad. So that's great. So next question was going to be, what is a typical workday like? But it sounds like the typical workday switches for you from day to day. It does. I have been taking Spanish classes in the mornings through nice. my TIFO program. They offer as part of my student, because I'm here on a student visa. That's how I got over. And so I take Spanish classes in the mornings. And then I would teach in the afternoon if I have classes that day. Great. Some days I am on the metro, moving all over the city meeting all my students at their homes. Some days I maybe only have one student, so I just go to their home or I meet them in a cafe and, you know, go from there. That's not a bad place to be. Last topic we're going to talk about is money. So you're putting jobs together. Does your income allow you to live comfortably? 
Yes and no. And when I say no, I mean you obviously need to come over and make sure you have a good amount of savings before you come over. One, when you do your student visa, the requirements are you have to have a certain amount anyway Mm -hmm. saved up before you can even get get approved for a student visa. Okay. But other than that, I feel like there are going to be moments in between where you're kind of like, oh, I need to dip into that a little bit just to sustain myself. Mm -hmm. But it's also about being smart because I think talking to some of my other fellow expat teachers over here, we all got into that same, for the first month or so, that same kind of mentality of like, oh my God, I'm living in Spain. Woo! <laughs> and you kind, of, you kind of spend two months living like you're on vacation. Yes. And so you're constantly going out, you're going, you're eating out, you're like, oh my God, we're here, can we, we're here, woo! Yeah. And, and then you start looking at your bank account going, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. And because you tell yourself and you remind yourself, if I was back at home, I wouldn't be living like this, <laughs> you yeah. know, for two months. Yeah. So you have to like really scale it back and realize, okay, I need to find to make sure that I find the most affordable housing, which cannot always be the easiest thing here in Madrid. Uh-huh. Find the most affordable housing, make sure that I'm either have the contract from the from a school or I'm hustling enough, putting out the effort enough out there to make sure that I have the money coming in. Yep. And then also just being like you would normally do. Like you're gonna make less. That's that's a given. You're you're gonna make less here, but also the cost of living isn't always uh, it's not that expensive here compared to the state. So, yeah, I think, yes, you can live here. You just have to know how to do it, and you have to be aware that you're not going to make what you make in the States. Yeah, and that's another thing about the transition, talking to a couple of different teachers. The transition is something that, especially in, in Europe, I'm getting the vibe from that you need a little bit of savings because you don't want to be stranded with no money and just adding that extra stress onto your situation where you're already in a new country. So you may as well plan ahead, have a little bit of savings there, and then work from there. But I think you made the the major step is just saying that, hey, I'm going to go to Madrid and try try to make this work. Yes. All right, and that wraps up our show for today. Kevin, thank you so much for taking your time to speak with me today. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Great. I'm, I'm glad. Do you have a website, like a Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, I am on Facebook, my own personal page, which is it's just my name, Kevin. Uh, I think it's Kevin Ashley Rose, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and then I also have my blog page, which is Dark Rose Monologues on Facebook. Yes. But I also have a, an actual blog yeah. that's called The Dark Rose Monologues, which is darkrosemonologues.com that I have been working on for a number of years, but I've just, since I've been here in Madrid, I've just really got back into doing it more consistently. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, they can follow me there as well. So either one is great. Okay, perfect. And I'll add links to that. I'm Mace Abroad. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Mace Abroad. And if you're interested in seeing how you can teach abroad or work abroad, go to my website, maceabroad.com, and I will send you a free copy of my ebook, qualifications to teach abroad. All the information is on the site. You are capable of more than you think. Don't let anyone tell you different. I'm Mesa Broad. Thanks for listening.
Don't, don't, don't. 